All right. This is Christine Shirk. I'm with Kim DeVos, food writer of our monthly Cooking to Share feature in the weekend section that runs on Saturdays. And for this month's piece... Actually, it's DeVaz. DeVaz. Okay. Um, And Kim is making ice cream for this uh, weekend's feature, and she shares four recipes, including for homemade waffle cones. Welcome, Kim. (laughs) Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah. So what makes homemade ice cream such a special treat? I think it's because you can make it be exactly what you want to be. You can vary the amount of sweetening. You can vary the flavors. You can mix things together. You can make it exactly what you want. And do you have any fun summer memories of making ice cream or that you would want to share? (laughs) I remember the very first time I had homemade ice cream. I was probably in the third grade, and we were living in Fort Lewis, Washington, and we were invited to some friend's house for dinner. And I don't remember what we had for dinner, but for dessert, they made peach ice cream, and I can still taste it. Mm, sounds really good. <laughs> um, is, is homemade ice cream easy to make? It's very easy to make, and it just takes time. That was one of the things I was going to ask you. So if somebody were doing it for the first time, um, how much time is involved should they plan for? I would make it the day before because the most important thing is that the ice cream base, which is just the ice cream before it's frozen, needs to be really, really cold before you start making it. It, that just speeds things along if the base is cold. So you could make it the night before and then refrigerate it. So that has to be really cold. Then, depending on your machine, it could take 45 minutes to make the ice cream. And then you really do need to take it out of the ice cream maker and pack it into some sort of container and freeze it so it's mm-hmm. – um, has an, it's frozen enough to be scoopable. So that's probably another at least two hours. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at six to eight hours from beginning to end, but most of it can be done ahead of time. So that right. makes it easier. Yeah, true. And at what point do you add the fixings in? I do that at the very end um, because I think it distributes a little more easily and it also makes the machine so that it can work more efficiently because you're not having bits of frozen berries or chocolate or anything that's hanging up on the sides of the machine or on the blades Mm -hmm. and it just seems to work better if you add it in at the end in making a is making a vanilla base always the way to start I think so because if you get a if you get a good base recipe that you like, then you can just add whatever it is you want to uh, add to it. Be uh, it could be crushed peaches, um, oh, toasted and buttered pecans, anything that you want. But if you've got the good base, you don't need to have a different base for every ice cream. With the vanilla base, is there a difference in flavoring when using vanilla extract versus vanilla bean? I think that there is, um, because in the vanilla bean, it's nothing but the bean. And I think that you perhaps have a little more control over the vanilla and don't use anything but pure vanilla extract when you use extract, because it's 
regulated. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they make it every time exactly the same way. With a vanilla bean, is the vanilla bean older? Is it younger? Is it a really big bean? Is it a really little bean? And the real importance of that is if you're making vanilla ice cream. And if I were making just vanilla ice cream, I'd probably go with the vanilla bean just because you that's the main flavoring, so that's what you want it nice. to taste like. Okay. Um, your sesame cherry ice cream recipe sounds really delicious. What about that combination entices you? I thought it sounded vaguely Middle Eastern. I was thinking about halva candy and maybe chopping that up and putting it in the ice cream. And I don't know, I like that sort of nutty, almost edge of bitterness that you get from the sesames. And then with the dried cherries mixed in with it, I just thought it would be a really good flavor combination. It's one that I got mixed reactions from. Some people really liked it, and other people said, no thank you after a bite. Interesting. It sounds really delicious to me. Is are the cherries tart, super tart, or or more sweet? I use the tart okay. dried cherries rather than the like Bing's or Lambert's that you can get dried. I also use dried cherries because there's more of an intense flavor. When you use fresh fruit in ice cream, it has to be really, really ripe in order to get the best flavor. And while I did have some good ripe cherries, I kind of wanted that intense chewiness of the dried cherries. Sounds great. I'll have to give that one a try. (laughs) Um, So you can never go wrong with chocolate. How is making chocolate ice cream different than making other kinds of ice creams? It has to do with mixing the chocolate in. And I guess you could probably make a syrup and mix it in at the end to make a swirl. But I think the most intense flavor comes from cocoa powder. Also, if you melt chocolate and cool it and you mix it into the base, sometimes if they're not exactly the same um, temperature, you get little flecks of the chocolate, little gritty bits. And I don't really like little gritty bits. Mm -hmm. So if you mix, cocoa is so powdery that it's hard to mix it in with a liquid. So if you mix the cocoa with the sugar first, whisk that really well, and then slowly whisk in some of the milk, you get a paste that you can just whisk like crazy till it's smooth, and then you whisk the rest of the milk Mm -hmm. and cream in. And believe me, that's a lot easier than trying to whisk the cocoa powder into all the cream and milk. That sounds like great advice. Um, Any tricks on making the waffle cone? (laughs) Now that was interesting. I tried several different recipes and sort of started off with a pizzella recipe. Mm -hmm. I wanted something really crisp but had really good flavor to it. And I don't, I have a krumkaka um, iron, which is smaller, I think, than, say, the waffle iron cones. Oh, it does not work if you use a regular waffle iron because they're so deep. Uh, I guess you could probably cook it long enough, but you'd end up with a really really massive cone. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have a little offset spatula. So I put, I scooped it, the ice, the, I scooped the cone mixture into the uh, iron and it was real uh, preheated iron, so it was really hot. And then I kind of used the spatula to spread it. And then when you close mm-hmm. it, 
it does it makes it spread even more now i think possibly krumkakas might be a little thicker than i wanted the cone to be so i just took the handle and just pressed it down slightly to kind of spread out the dough a little bit more to get a thinner cone and what about somebody who wants to make a waffle cone who doesn't have the 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 a cone a waffle makers per se? Um, is there a way to do it just in the oven? Yes, you can do it in the oven, and I would really recommend a silpat sheet, mm-hmm. one of those silicone baking mats, because nothing will stick to it. You could try it with parchment or buttering and flouring the pan, but it's going to stick. So if you want to make your cone, you need a silpat pan and an offset spatula so you scoop about a quarter of a cup maybe you could get three on a baking sheet on the silpat and then um, dip the offset spatula into a little water so it doesn't stick and then just spread it very thinly and Mm -hmm. evenly and it only takes oh maybe five minutes to cook because it's so thin and it should be it'll be pretty brown around the edges and then getting golden in the middle then you just pick them off one at a time and wrap them around your cone and let them cool ah (laughs) so you have a cone form is that what you're using yes a lot of times with the pizzelle iron or a waffle cone maker they'll come with like a plastic cone and you can buy them at a cooking store i took i couldn't find i couldn't find mine (laughs) so i took a piece of aluminum foil and rolled it um, like a doubled or tripled and then rolled it into a cone so I had that form and then you just lay you have the the warm cone on your work surface and then lay the try lay the cone down and just sort of roll the cone around that and then I lay it seam side down to cool Mm. you have to let it cool for a couple minutes or it'll just collapse and that way it helps it to stick together that makes sense all right I think that's all my questions do you have anything else you want to add or (laughs) i don't think so just don't be afraid of it it's fun and you can try lots of different recipe flavors are there ways to involve kids in it if you wanted to do it with kids or (sighs) the problem with doing it with kids is the length of time it takes to make it you can serve it right out of the ice cream maker but it's going to be really soft like softer than soft serve ice cream and if you're really anxious and want to do that you just scoop it into a bowl or a cup and eat it with a spoon um the thing with the add-ins is nice because you could have the kids pick out what they wanted Mm -hmm. to add in at the end like you could do chopped nuts and um chopped marshmallows into the chocolate at the end to make rocky road uh i would say or have lots of sprinkles and things like they have at the ice cream and yogurt stores to add on to the top i think that would be a good way to get the kids involved yeah sounds like a party ice cream party (laughs) all right thank you thank you for having me